Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, it's Patrick Rogers, a fellow Navy vet and Mergers and Acquisitions Managing Director at Sterling Cooper. Patrick, your website is patrickvrogers.com. To our friend that's listening, just click on the show notes, click on the link, and follow along. Patrick, it's great to have you. Great to be here, Josh. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Uh, I wanna, I'll, I'm going to ask you about your Navy experience in a moment, but yeah. tell us what you do in M&A. Yeah, you bet. So what we do is we help businesses double their revenue every year through acquisitions. And so our clients, they work with us and through acquisitions, through some of the other strategies that we do with some synergies and, and with the actual strategy of the acquisition, we're able to really increase the value of someone's company 15 to 20x in five years. Well, that sounds like a great uh, path forward. I want to get into the dollars and cents. I want to talk um, numbers, but um, before we do, I just want to, again, kind of lay some uh, groundwork about your background. Of course, anytime we have a veteran-owned business owner, a veteran-owned professional on the show, always want to highlight that. Uh, So you were, you're an officer in the Navy, a fellow Navy uh, vet. Uh, What did you do? Yeah. So in the Navy, I I was a nuclear engineer officer. So I- Ran two 550 megawatt nuclear reactors on board uh, a carrier. And uh, at the young, ripe age of 23 years old, had 60 people that I was responsible for in in the the safe operations of uh, a reactor underwater. Man, that's that's amazing. What what an incredible experience. How how long did you do? How many years were you in? So I was in for five years. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I did five years in the Navy. Terrific, terrific. Yeah, okay, so uh, so talk about what types of companies you work with today, and kind of where you fit in, and and um, you know why you've become uh, maybe I, I guess kind of an indispensable resource in that growth plan. Yeah, for sure. So, so a couple of things. One is, as business owners, we're extremely busy. We're, we're two two things. One is we're we're focused on mainly most of the people we're focused with or work with. They're focused on growing their business organically. They haven't even really thought about acquisitions. A lot of times they think it's for the big boys. They think it's for somebody else, right? And and the, so that's one type of person we work with. And the other type of person that that wants to do the acquisitions but doesn't have time for it because they're so busy. So we come in and we put together a a comprehensive strategic approach to how we're going to go after it. And by the way, most, most people think they don't have enough money for it too. And, yeah. and, and, and in today's day and age with baby boomers retiring left and right, they're leaving so much equity on the table. You're able to many times pick up a business without anything out of pocket. Sometimes if, if, you know, if we find one where the owner's actually, you know, motivated enough and, and, and because there's so many baby boomers retiring, Josh, yeah. and, and, and leaving, 
it, it's a total buyer's market. It is absolutely a buyer's market. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. I've got, um, you know, even in my own family, my grandma uh, owns a, uh, I mean, and again, this would be, uh, you know, kind of a unique circumstance, but she owns a health food store. She's retiring. She might sell it, but she's yeah. not going to be running it for much longer. Yeah. Uh, my dad also, um, you know, has a great service-based business and, yeah, totally. you know, there's really no one to take it over in the family. So, yeah. um, you know, mm -hmm. so it's, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, he's in kind of in that same situation. Um, you know, I want to talk about the kind of the dollars and cents of it because sure. uh, just because you're doing M&A, I mean, it doesn't mean you need to have cash on hand to, you know, cash out, a, a, you know, an acquisition, a business owner. I mean, you can, you could pretty easily find financing uh, for a, a good acquisition, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the average is, is if you're not going to do an owner finance deal, which is, or, or you could bring an investor too, right? But the average is about 10%. So if you want to purchase a $5 million company, you would need $500,000 just with if you were going to go down the road of lenders, if you're going to do an investor or owner financing, which is what we love to do, then it's all it's all up in the air. And, you know, for me, the, the we were kind of talking about like why we're doing this. The reason, you know, that I'm doing this is for freedom. When entrepreneurs get true freedom and get out of the day to day of running their one business by being able to acquire other companies, the financials are such that they're able to get that freedom and entrepreneurs, as you and I both know, do amazing things with freedom. We get, they give back, they impact the world in a whole new way. Well, Patrick, what if someone is listening to a conversation like, are you kidding me? I'm pulling my hair out running this one company right now. How on earth or why would I do that to myself where I'd want to bring on an entirely new company? It doesn't uh, sound like freedom to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Totally. And and if I was in their shoes and I was running the business they were running that, that way, I would say the same thing. Here's what I want you to know. You can take your business and by working on internally, you can get that business to run on its own. As long as you're over $2 million, you should have the resources. You should have the right pricing, the right internal structure to get it. So you can run, have that business run on its own. Hopefully no one takes offense to this, you know, but, but, but uh, as a business coach, that's where I've been able to help people go as well. And then once you get to that point, when we purchase a company, we purchase it ideally that already has management in place that knows how to run the business for you. We're not buying each you know what we we do one acquisition a year for each one of our clients if they were expected to come in and have to run each one of those it's impossible mm. so when we're buying the business it's a total mind shift it's a paradigm shift and and our clients have to make that paradigm shift and and get the businesses to the point when we buy it there's somebody else that's already running it ideally they're in there number 2 in command is going to come up to number 1 or if we have to we make sure we have the right margins and then we hire a competitor, you know, a, a CEO from a competitor or whatever that is, but you are not running that business. And if you are, you're only going to do one acquisition. You're going to die on the vine anyways. Yeah. <laughs> How um, do you think that uh, like, so say someone, you know, is running a successful company, they've got access to capital um. But they say, well, Patrick, I don't know who I would buy. I don't know that I necessarily know of anything. What do they do? Yeah, great question. So going back to the strategy, depends depends a lot on when you want to exit your company. One of the first things we do is we get clear on what is your exit plan and who is the best 
type of company that's going to want to purchase you. And then from there, we put together a comprehensive acquisition strategy where we're either going to buy your competitors locally, where you're going to buy uh, people in the same industry, expand geographically, or we're going to look at what are the complementary businesses that let's say you guys right now, you refer business back and forth that uh, is, is uh, complementary that you could buy. Now you have a synergy. You have a synergy where you're cross-selling or perhaps depending on the industry, maybe somebody that you're looking to be acquired by five years from now likes to have vertical integration and that's important. So then we start looking, if you're a B2B company, we'll start looking at your suppliers or your, uh, or your clients. If you're B2C, you're not gonna buy your clients, but you know, so, uh, so it really just depends. And so who we're going after is typically competitors either local or geographically throughout the United States. And then once you start getting that ball rolling, then we start looking at maybe complementary. So if you're an HVAC company, you know, right now we're doing one that's that they're purchasing a commercial plumbing company in the same town. Absolutely phenomenal synergies. Mm. The first company is 1.7 million and we're purchasing one for 3 million. And uh, so that's what it's going to be 4.7, but together because of the synergies, the plumbing company now gets to bid on all HVAC stuff that they were just doing plumbing for, and they have mm -hmm. different clients and the HVAC now gets to bid on all the plumbing stuff. So mm -hmm. we're projecting, this is going to be, you know, right now it's a 4.7. We're projecting to be 6.5 in one year. Wow. Uh, so there's a lot of reasons you just mentioned one, a huge one, right? Where that gives you, it really expands the market. Um, it's not just a one plus one equals two. No. What you've just described is a one plus one equals 11 kind of situation, at least three. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you about one more that makes one plus one 11 and it's called multiple arbitrage. Hmm. And this is what we're really after Josh. Okay. So let me, let me put this out there. What happens is, let's say you're a $4 million annual revenue company, you have a million dollars of EBITDA coming in, okay? Your multiple might be like three to maybe four, something like that. When we grow that company, let's say we do one acquisition a year, and we get the company up to, let's say we get it up to 50 million after five years, which, you know, if we double every year, right now we're a, let's say a $4 million company, we buy another $4 million company, we go to 8 million. And then in year two, we buy another 8 million company. Now we're at 16 million. And then we keep doing that 16, we buy another one for 16. And then within three years, you're at 32 million. Let's say we just do that. What happens, Josh, is there, it's kind of, it's a curve. And as you go up in annual revenue, actually EBITDA, as you go up in EBITDA, the multiple that, that is the going rate and how you determine the value of your company goes up. So right now, if you're at, let's say 500,000 to a million EBITDA, your multiple is maybe three and a half. Well, we get you up to that 30 million in three to four years. And this, this I know some people are listening and so it's like, oh, it's not possible. It's very possible. You get up to that 30 million and let's say your EBITDA is you know, 10 million, or maybe it's a 40 million, let's just say you're at 10 million EBITDA, the multiple now is like a six. It wow. depends on the industry and all that. So now that that company that you paid, you know, maybe you paid 30 million for whatever that is, because the multiple is so high, you take your EBITDA times that multiple, you're creating millions out of thin air, just by putting them under one roof, people are especially private equity companies are willing to pay a lot more for larger companies under one roof. 
And um, I want to ask you about the, obviously using the term multiple, most people know what that is, but for someone who's like, I think I know what that means or how that's, how that's figured out, but yeah. how do you use that? And again, we're kind of talking about valuation. Um, sure. Can you give us just a quick one-on-one on that? Yeah. So, so the question is how you actually calculate the value of a company using yes. a multiple. Yep. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. So what you do, how you, and I'm a certified exit planning advisor. There's, there's a lot more detail to what I'm talking about, but just to give you the 30,000 foot elevation view, you take the EBITDA of a company and you multiply that times some kind of a multiple. And that multiple is determined by a number of factors that we look at. And one of them would be how many years of growth does it have in the company? What's the projected growth? Uh, how involved is the owner? Is the management team able to run the company without that person? You know, all these different factors. And that's what really determines the multiple. And then so you take the EBITDA times whatever that multiple is, again, for larger companies, the range of the multiple is going to be larger, let's say seven to 10 for larger companies, and, and, and smaller for smaller companies, you take that multiplication, whatever that is, EBITDA times a multiple, plus the assets, generally, and that pretty much determines the value of the company. Now, once you get into really, really big companies, it's it's very different. You're diving into assets. You're looking at balance sheets and and a lot of other things. Discounted cash flow method. A lot of other things play into it. But for companies under twenty million, that's a pretty good starting point. Wow, um, Patrick, what is the relationship between? So obviously your personal website, PatrickVRogers.com. Um, when you work with your clients, they're working with you. But again, I I know that you also have you know your association um, yeah. with the larger. Yeah, um, you bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, acquisition, the um, Sterling Cooper. Um, can you, yeah, you maybe bet. explain that? Oh, sure. So, you know, I started uh, the the, the uh, podcast and, uh, you know, the, my coaching, high, high performance uh, CEO coaching. And so I built up a following there. And, and that's something else as, as CEOs, I think it's very important, no matter what company you run, it's very important for you to also be a thought leader in your industry and branding. So yeah, so I've aligned with uh, someone who is is my mentor, and he's the CEO of his company, Sterling Cooper. Uh, I've been in the business for 40 years. And uh, so I'm very fortunate to be with him and be with this company. It's where I've always wanted to be. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I funnel the business through there, but, uh, you know, we're doing it as, you know, Sterling Cooper. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Uh, your website, patrickvrogers.com. For someone that's been listening to our conversation, um, what what is kind of like, what do they do? Like, what's their kind of their first touch with you? What generally yeah. happens in, in that, I would imagine, a conversation? And, sure. and kind of where do you generally go from there? Yeah, you bet. Great question. So if you if you are interested, it's Patrick V. Rogers. And that, there's no D in that. It's just R-O-G-E-R-S. And it's V as in Vincent. So right on the cover page is a uh, big, bold letters. And it says ready to double your business every year, guaranteed question mark. And there's a big button that says apply now. So if you want to have a conversation, click on apply now, it'll ask you a few questions. And we have a just a, a quick discovery call and see if it makes sense to have a follow up call after that. Yeah. Awesome. Patrick yeah. Rogers, again, your website, patrickvrogers.com. Uh, to our friend that's listening to this, very simple. Just uh, go to the website, click on the blue button that says apply now, grab some time, uh, and uh, you know, kind of kind of fill that out and, and get connected with Patrick. Patrick, it's been great having you. Thank you so much awesome. for this conversation. Thank you again. Thank you. you hear this all the time, but one <laughs> one fellow uh, veteran to another, thank you for your service. Yeah, you bet, so, man. Always, always great having veteran business leaders on the show. Thank you. Very good. Thanks a lot. 
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.